We have vacated their untenable positions. We have walked where they walk. We have considered their arguments against God. We understand their information, but we have seen the light, the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. This light is not accessed through academic prowess, strength, power, beauty, or IQ, but only through childlike faith. Faith is the key that opens the door to bona fide, unassailable truth. But childlike faith does not mean God has left us defenseless against the godless. No, much to the contrary. His creation, spiritual and physical, stands in defense of His holy word. And God said, man said, is proud to declare its inerrant beauty. God said, man said, stands in defense of the confirmation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. On this website, there are presently 382 feature articles in text and streaming audio that prove the veracity of God's word. Every Thursday evening, God willing, we post a new message. Have you seen the gospel light? Are you ready to step out of the darkness? Do you want to have answers to all your questions, all of them? Have you come to the conclusion that you need help? We have good news. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Do it now. We'll wait here for you. Now for today's subject. God said, Job 41, verses 1 through 34. Canst thou draw out Leviathan with an hook, or his tongue with a cord which thou lettest down? Canst thou put an hook into his nose, or bore his jaw through with a thorn? Will he make many supplications unto thee? Will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he make a covenant with thee? Wilt thou take him for a servant forever? Wilt thou play with him as with a bird, or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? Shall the companions make a banquet of him? Shall they part him among the merchants? Canst thou fill his skin with barbed iron, or uh, his head with fish spears? Lay thine hand upon him, remember the battle, and do no more. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down, even at the sight of him? None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand before me? Who hath prevented me that I should repay him? Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not conceal his parts, nor his power, nor his comely proportion. Who can discover the face of his garment, or who can come to him with his double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible round about. His scales are his pride. Shut up together is with a close seal. One is so near to another that no air can, can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together that they cannot be sundered. By his niecings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his nostrils go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke, as out of a seething pot or cauldron. His breath kindleth coals, and a flame goeth out of his mouth. In his neck remaineth strength, and sorrow is turned into joy before him. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. They are firm in themselves. They cannot be moved. His heart is as firm as a stone, yea, as hard as a piece of the nether millstone. When he raiseth up himself, the mighty are afraid. By reason of breakings, they purify themselves. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold the spear, the dart, nor the habergeon. He esteemeth iron as straw and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. 
Darts are counted as stubble. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are under him. He spreadeth sharp pointed things upon the mire. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. He maketh the path to shine after him. One would think the deep to be hoary. Upon earth there is not his like, who is made without fear. He beholdeth all high things. He is king over all the children of pride. God said, Job chapter 40, 15 through 24. Behold now behemoth, which I made with thee. He eateth grass as an ox. Lo now, his strength is in his loins, and his force is in the navel of his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are as strong pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach unto him. Surely the mountains bring him forth food, where all the beasts of the field play. He lieth under the shady trees, in the covert of the reeds and fens. The shady trees cover him with their shadow. The willows of the brook compass him about. Behold, he drinketh up a river and hasteth not. He trusteth that he can draw up Jordan into his mouth. He taketh it with his eyes. His nose pierceth through snares. God said, Isaiah fourteen twenty nine. Rejoice not thou, whole Palestinia, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. God said, Jeremiah fifty one thirty four. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. Man said, Dinosaurs preceded man in the evolutionary tree, becoming extinct about 65 million years ago. They certainly did not walk the earth at the same time as man. And if it can be proven that they did, the whole structure of evolution would collapse. Now the record. The dinosaur is evolution's favorite poster child. Museums the world over display the skeletons of these massive creatures dazzling visitors. The message of the curator is one of millions and millions of years. Concerning the long-age claims of pseudoscience, Albert Engels had this to say regarding apparent human footprints in rock and the periodical Scientific American. If man, or even his ape ancestor, or even that ape ancestor's early mammalian ancestor existed as far back as the Carboniferous period in any shape, then the whole science of geology is so completely wrong that all the geologists will resign their jobs and take up truck driving. Hence, for the present at least, science rejects the attractive explanation that man made these mysterious prints in the mud of the Carboniferous period with his feet. End of quote. Is it possible that humans and dinosaurs dwelt together on earth, even as God directly states? Is the Bible a reliable eyewitness record of creation and an accurate accounting of the world's history? At the end of this feature, you'll find the list of subjects that deal with dinosaurs in the age of the earth. A brief review of several articles on God Said, Man Said dealing with dinosaurs is needed to frame this feature. First, know that the term dinosaur was coined in the middle 1800s. Prior to this point, these creatures had various names such as dragons, leviathan, behemoth, fiery flying serpents, cockatrice, and more. 
Another foundational point to remember is documented in the God Said, Man Said featured dinosaurs. The following short excerpts are from that feature. Many of God's critics, being ignorant of the benefits of the water canopy, have ridiculed the tremendously long lives of those who lived before Noah's flood, before the end of the water canopy. Methuselah, the oldest man who ever lived, reached the ancient age of 969 years. The average lifespan prior to Noah was 911 years, or 13 times longer, than we live today. Imagine living in a perfect tropical atmosphere, perfect air, perfect water, perfect diet, and without the harmful effects from the sun. The obvious result would be long, long, healthy life, 13 times longer. The water canopy in the days before the flood is central to the explanation of what has perplexed many about the idea of a young 6,000-year-old earth. The dinosaur is a reptile, and it can do something that we can't do. It never stops growing. In a field guide to reptiles and amphibians, which is part of the Peterson Field Guide series sponsored by the National Audubon Society and National Wildlife Federation, is the following statement. Size. Reptiles and amphibians may continue to grow as long as they live, rapidly at first, but more slowly after maturing. Hence, giant specimens may be encountered on very rare occasions. The older it is, the bigger it gets. Note, before the water canopy was eliminated, the average lifespan was 13 times longer than it is today. Remember, the air was nearly perfect. The water was clean. Man's diet was nearly perfect. There were no harmful rays from the sun, and the lifespan was 13 times longer. Consider the present-day Chinese iguana that grows as large as 12 feet long. Suppose before the flood, in a nearly perfect environment, the iguana lived 13 times longer, and because it never stopped growing, it grew 13 times bigger. That Chinese iguana would be 156 feet long and about three stories tall. Dinosaur. Terrible lizard. The dinosaur is simply a giant lizard, which was created by God in the same six-day span as man. End of quote. Ancient cultures along with not-so-ancient history, declare the dinosaur. From the Chinese with their depiction and reverence of the colossal dragon, to the 216 sites of recorded dinosaur activity in England, the terrible lizard is proclaimed. Many places in England, for example, are named after these creatures, such as Dragon's Green, Sharp Fight Meadow, Dragon Horde, and so on. Old records that read like a daily police blotter declare so matter-of-factly their encounters with the terrible lizards. The following accounts are documented by William Cooper in his book After the Flood. The giant reptile at Bures in Suffolk, for example, is known to us from a chronicle of the year 1405. Close to the town of Burrs near Sudbury, there has lately appeared to the great hurt of the countryside a dragon vast in body with a crested head, teeth like a saw, and a tail extending to an enormous length. Having slaughtered the shepherd of a flock, it devoured many sheep. After an unsuccessful attempt to, uh, by local archers to kill the beast, due to his impenetrable hide, in order to destroy him, all the county people around were summoned. But when the dragon saw that he was again to be assailed with arrows, he fled into a marsh or mere, and there hid himself among the long reeds, and was no more there to be seen. And in another expert, 
The early Britons, from whom the modern Welsh are descended, provided us with earliest surviving European accounts of reptilian monsters, one of whom killed and devoured King Morved in 336 B.C. We are told in the account translated for us by Joffrey of Mammoth that the monster gulped down the body of Morvid as a big fish swallows a little one. Godfrey described the animal as a beeloo. Concerning Isaiah's account of fiery flying serpents, the elderly people of Penellan, England, spoke of them as early uh, as late, excuse me, as the early 1900s. Maria Trevelyan tells us the following: The woods around Penellan Castle, excuse me, Glamorgam, had the reputation of being frequented by winged serpents, and these were the terror of old and young alike. An aged inhabitant of Penland, who died a few years ago, said that in his boyhood, the winged serpent was described as very beautiful. They were coiled when in repose and looked as if they were covered in jewels of all sorts. Some of them had crests sparkling with all the colors of the rainbow. When disturbed, they glided swiftly, sparkling all over to their hiding places. When angry, they flew over people's heads with outspread wings bright and sometime with eyes too, like the feathers in a peacock's tail. He said it was no old uh, story invented to frighten children, but a real fact. His father and uncle had killed some of them, for they were as bad as foxes for poultry. The old man attributed the, tr attributed the extinction of the winged serpents to the fact that they were terrors in the farmyards and coverts. Again from Cooper's After the Flood. The last monster to be destroyed by Bull Wolf, and from which encounter Bull Wolf also died in the year A.D. 583, was a flying reptile which lived in a promontory overlooking the sea at Hornesness and the uh, southern coast of Sweden. Now the Saxons, and presumably the Danes, knew flying reptiles in general as Liftflaga, air flyers. But this particular species of flying reptile, the species from Hornesness, was known to them as Widflaga, literally a wide or far-ranging flyer, and the description that they have left us fits that of a giant pteranodon. Interestingly, the Saxons also described this creature uh, as a Ligdraca, or fire dragon, and he is described as 50 feet in length, or perhaps wingspan, and about 300 years of age. Great age is a common feature even among today's non-giant reptiles. Moreover, and of particular interest to us, the name Wiflaga uh, would have distinguished this particular species of flying reptile for another similar species, which was capable of making only short flights. Such a creature is portrayed in a shield boss from the Sutton Hoo uh, burial, which shows a flying dragon with its wings folded along its sides. Its long, tooth-filled jaws are readily seen, and the shield boss can be seen to this day in its showcase at the British Museum. Modern paleontologists working from fossilized remains have named such a creature pterodactyl. In a 1793 statistical account of Scotland, a sober government report read, In the end of November and beginning of December last, Many of the country people observed dragons appearing in the north and flying rapidly towards the east, from which they concluded, and their conjectures were right, that boisterous weather would follow. Flying reptiles have been reported as recently as the early 1900s. Finally, from Cooper's book. Likewise, the Voluspa tells of a certain monster 
which the early Vikings called a Nithhogger, its name Corpse Terror, revealing the fact that it lived off carrion. Saxo Grammaticus, in his Gesta Denorum, tells of the Danish king Frotho's fight with a giant reptile, and it is in the advice given by a local to the king and recorded by Saxo that the monster is described in great detail. It was, he says, a serpent. Wreathed in coils, doubled in many a fold, and with a tail drawn out in winding whirls, shaking his manifold spirals and shedding venom, his slaver, saliva, burns up what it besplatters. Yet, he tells the king in words that were doubtless meant to encourage rather than dismay, remember to keep the dauntless temper of thy mind, nor let the point of the jagged tooth trouble thee, nor the starkness of the beast, nor the venom. There is a place under his lowest belly, whither thou mayest plunge the blade, end of quote. Did dinosaurs live in the time of the memory of man? The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Marvin, Dinosaurs and Fossils. The following excerpts referring to human footprints are from the periodical Scientific American in an article written by Albert Engels titled, The Carboniferous Mystery. On sites reaching from Virginia and Pennsylvania through Kentucky, Illinois, Missouri, and westward toward the Rocky Mountains, prints similar to those shown above, he's referring to several accompanying pictures, and from 5 to 10 inches long, have been found on the surface of exposed rocks and more and more keep turning up as the years go by. Roland Bird, a paleontologist from the American Museum of Natural History, examined rocks bearing remarkable human footprints that were discovered in a Cretaceous, claimed to be around 100 million year old limestone formation near Glen Rose, Texas. The following in his statement as published uh, in a 1939 issue of Natural History. Yes, they apparently were real enough, real as rock could be, the strangest things of their kind I have ever seen. On the surface of each was splayed the near likeness of a human foot, perfect in every detail, but each imprint was 15 inches long, end of quote. Genesis 6, 4, there were giants in the earth in those days. See giants on the earth on this website. In spite of these findings and the discovery of similar giant human footprints found near Mountain Whitney in California, near White Sands in New Mexico, in Arizona, and in other places, the uniformitarians refuse to accept the truth. Remember, these are the people who date the age of the strata in which a fossil is found by the age of the index fossil found in it, and then in turn date the fossil by the age of the strata in which it's found. With this circular reasoning, how can they determine what the age actually is? End of quote. The title cockatrice on God said, man said, posts the following. Biblical dragons, which equate to dinosaurs, have been mentioned scripturally many times. Those who wonder why the scriptures do not use the term dinosaur should be advised that the word dinosaur, was basic, which basically means terrible lizard, was not coined until the mid-1800s. When paleontologists discover fossils of the kind mentioned above, they assign millions of years of age because of the false assumptions and evolution's theory of uniformitarianism when, in fact, uh, these creatures existed in the time of man's memory. One new missing link candidate that did arrive was the Chinese chicken lizard. This was offered for public consumption as proof positive, the missing link, proof that reptiles evolved into birds. 
This first chicken lizard, much to the chagrin of the promoters, an evolutionist darling National Geographic, was proven to be a forgery. Just recently, a new bird lizard was found also in China, Mi Long, which is Chinese for soundly sleeping dragon, is also being portrayed as proof of evolution. A science writer for Discover magazine, uh, Jesse F. Netting, said, Mi Long's slumber provides rare evidence of a behavior linking dinosaurs to their living bird relatives, end of quote. Of course, the purpose of this purported missing link is to give credibility to evolution and to discredit God's 6,000-year-plus-old Earth. This fossilized bird lizard, if not again proven to be a hoax, is just another example of unearthing one of God's largely extinct creations. The Bible knows this part bird, part reptile, as a cockatrice. Isaiah 14:29. Rejoice not thou, O Palestinia, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. In ancient literature, the cockatrice, hailed as the king of the serpents, was a creature that possessed both dragon and rooster features. Noah Webster's original 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines cockatrice in the word basilisk. It reads, A fabulous serpent called a cockatrice and said to be produced from a cock's egg brooded by a serpent. The ancients alleged that its hissing would drive away all other serpents and that its breath and even its look was fatal. Some writers suppose that a real serpent existed under this name, end of quote. The news shook the evolutionary community to its literal roots. Soft tissue found in dinosaur bones at least 65 million years old, impossible. After it became clear there was no way of dancing around the issue, their response was that the theory uh, that their theory of fossilization needed to be revisited instead of the obvious, these bones are young. The following excerpts are from God Said, Man Said's Soft Tissue Dinosaurs Shock Evolutionist. In the June 2005 issue of Acts and Facts, scientific researcher Frank Sherwin stated the following in the article, The Devastating Issue of Dinosaur Tissue. A recent discovery in the field of paleontology has sent shockwaves through the scientific community. Evolutionist Mary H. Schweitzer of North Carolina State University has discovered flexible blood vessels inside the fossilized thigh bone of a 68 to 70 million year old Tyrannosaurus rex from the Hell Creek Formation in eastern Montana. Further investigation revealed round microscopic structures that looked to be cells inside the hollow vessels. Even to the untrained eye, the tissue samples looks as if the animal died recently. Fibrous protein material was dissolved with an enzyme called collagenase, indicating that amino acid sequencing could probably, uh, probably be done. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Although it is too early to make definite statements regarding this stunning and wholly unexpected find, the evidence seems to indicate the T. rex fossil is, well, young. Young as in just centuries old, certainly not an age of millions of years. Indeed, Dr. Schweitzer said, I am quite aware that according to conventional wisdom and models of fossilization, these structures aren't supposed to be there, but there they are. I was pretty shocked. Again, science researcher and author Frank Sherwin 
And how about dinosaur bones that have not yet mineral, mineralized and still contain bone protein? This truly destroys the dinosaur myth of extinction taking place 65 million years ago. Simply put, bone containing such well-preserved protein could not possibly have existed for more than a few thousand years in the geological settings in which they are found, end of quote. Dinosaur information continues to inundate the camp of the ungodly. The following passages are from the June 2008 issue of Acts and Facts under the title, the dinosaur next door. Individuals who were known to history as real people encountered or chronicled great reptilian beasts called dragons. Alexander the Great, Bull Wolf, Herodotus, Asian kings, Indian warriors, St. George who slew the dragon, sailors of many nations and centuries, and many more are remembered for their exploits with extraordinary creatures. In recent years, several creationists have also discovered physical evidence of human encounters with such beasts. For example, American Indians have many legends of fearsome creatures, such as the Thunderbird, but they uh, also left numerous rock pictographs indicating they had real interaction with them, both flying and walking. Drawings in Utah, Arizona, Colorado, and elsewhere document this. A monastery in Cambodia built in about 1200 A.D. includes carvings of numerous creatures on its ornate walls, creatures that evidently lived nearby. It also includes an explicitly clear carving of a stegosaur. Remember, dinosaurs were not discovered and reconstructed by scientists until the 1800s. Aborigines of Australia etched an episode of numerous hunters gathering around a watery, water, or watery, excuse me, inlet and spearing a marine reptile like a plesiosaur, complete with long neck and powerful flippers. They must have killed and butchered it, for the pictograph also depicts its internal organs. Experts have documented many thousands of ceramic figurines in Mexico collected by a local merchant. Excavated from graves predating all known cultures, they date back to at least B.C. times. Many of the figurines are apparently of dinosaur-like creatures portrayed in living postures. It appears that an entire culture was engaged in their production. In Peru, numerous burial stones have been excavated from graves. They depict various scenes from human medical operations or perhaps human sacrifice to men interacting with great beasts that look like modern reconstructions of dinosaurs. Some have long necks and long tails. Others have pointed structures on their spines, small forearms, and vicious teeth. End of quote. Finally, from God said, man said, finally. On the subject of age, leading evolutionary scholar Frederick Juniman had this to say in his article titled Secular Catastrophism, printed in the Industrial Research and Development. There's been in recent years the horrible realization that radio decay rates are not as constant as previously thought, nor are they immune to environmental influences, and this could mean that atomic clocks are reset during some global disaster. Events which brought the Mesozoic, age of the dinosaurs, to a close may not be 65 million years old, but rather within the age and memory of man. End of quote. God said dinosaurs dwelt amongst us. Job chapter 40 verse 15, Behold now behemoth, which I made with thee. Man said, Dinosaurs preceded man in the evolutionary tree, becoming extinct about 65 million years ago. 
They certainly did not walk the earth at the same time as man. And if it can be proven that they did, the whole structure of evolution would collapse. Now you have the record.